So here's what I had to say. First review, LaCroix Sparkling Water. Not very good. Lacks the sweet taste you would expect from a sparkling drink and has zero grams of sugar. I give it two out of ten. Oh my gosh. Hello, and welcome to The Nerdiest Podcast, the show where nerds talk about nerdy things. I'm your host, Nick Barrett, and as always, I'm joined without my co-host, Mr. Jackson Glass. He's supposed to be here, and he was here. Maybe he'll come back. I don't know. But on today's episode, we're going to be discussing underrated shows. We've done an episode on underrated movies, so we figured, you know what? Let's talk about some underrated shows that, you know, we think, oh, there's Jackson. He's back um, with his Jurassic Park shirt on. Hello. Um, it's just telling the the listeners that we're talking about underrated shows today. Yay. So, yeah, as I said, we've done an episode on underrated movies, but we thought, you know, let's do underrated shows cuz there are a lot of, there's a lot of TV shows out there. And we want to just take some time to highlight a few that we think Yay. are underrated. But but before we get into that, I want to take a second to say, if you enjoy what we're doing here and you love the podcast, feel free to give us 5 stars on every platform across the board. I'm actually going to look right now and see if we have any reviews on Apple Podcasts. Yes. So go because check if you the write a review on Apple Podcasts. You we'll read, read it, on, it, the on, the it on the show. Read it on the show. Five stars if on you're Spotify. Listening, Five stars if on you're Apple Podcasts. Come on. On YouTube, uh, you can subscribe. There's some people watching on YouTube. We got great original content coming. I mean, Ooh. I know it's been just podcast episodes and YouTube shorts for now because we've been weekly, but... It's coming. It's coming. Once we go it's back coming. to bi-weekly, we're going to yes, get some more content. So with that all out of the way, Jackson, how are you doing this week? I want to know. You know, How's I'm very good. I'm going to turn off this fan or so you don't yell at me later today. Uh, so, yeah, I will. Um, it's been a pretty good week. Your fan is loud. All right. You know what? It's my number one fan, so you can't, you can't, can't get mad. Yes, I can. So this week has been good. It's been really crazy. Um... I feel like I've done a lot this week creatively, and so this week I did something that I never thought I would do, and I got into theater, and I've been doing a show like here just at school. It's nothing insane. It's 10 minutes long, but it's been like such a weird learning experience because on-camera acting is something that I've always been pretty good at. But now this is a whole nother world of like this audience is right there and you got to like entertain them right there. Like they're right there. And so you have to be really loud and like you can't do anything subtle because they can't see it or you can't like punch in and editing and be like, oh, look at this little detail. We're like, no, they can't see it in the back row. You can't be subtle. So it's just a super interesting learning experience. I've never done that before. And then we played a concert um, Tuesday. We played a um, poetry magazine release party, and that was really, really fun. Um, other than that, I feel like it. I, this week I decided like it. I need to give myself a little bit of, I guess, permission to rest, if that makes sense. Of like, you don't have to constantly be on the grinder working on something. So yesterday I was like, all right, I have some work, some stuff to do. But it's not pressing. Like, I could get it done 
in the next few days. And so I sat down and I played Fortnite. I'll be honest, I played some Fortnite. And then I, I watched some Minecraft videos on YouTube. And then I made a sandwich and it was like, you know, this isn't half bad. I watched Whose Line Is It Anyway? That's a great show. So, you know, that's what I'll say is let yourself relax. And I think I'm, I'm learning to do that more and more each day because you can't always be on the grind because even if you're married to the grind, you're going to have to get a divorce sometime. You know, you know what I'm saying? No. No. All right. Hold on. Let me let me no. try again. If even though you're you're married to the grind, you still need some personal space from your wife. Are you what are you what are you advocating for here? <laughs> um I mean, even, I can kind of I kind of <laughs> see the vision of what you're talking about, but I'm a little confused. Even though you're married to the grind, you still need some personal space yeah, from your I think, spouse. I think what you're trying to say <laughs> is that even though you love the grind and you chose to spend the rest of your life with the grind, <laughs> you do still need to take some personal exactly, time exactly. and focus on yourself. Right. Because right. you like can't I love the grind. <laughs> be you can't be your best self for the grind if you don't take personal time and work on yourself. Exactly. I think that's what you're trying to say. Exactly. Thank you for articulating that for me. You're welcome. So, yeah, pretty chill. Our last show is tonight, so it's been super fun. I, I can't, I don't know what else to say. That's all I've been doing. That's all my mental space has been taken up is by theater and music, and it's so, so good, and I want to take a nap. Nick? I feel that. How was your week? Um, Eye-opening and somewhat tiring. Dang. In a sense. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it last episode, but I had talked to my counselor and she informed me that I have a very poor work-life balance. Why are you cleaning your lens now? Just you keep talking. Just you keep talking. Already done. Just keep talking. <laughs> no <laughs> one would have known if you didn't bring it up. What do you up. mean no one would have known? <laughs> keep talking. <laughs> anyway, um yeah, my counselor informed me that I have a very poor work-life balance and I'm pouring too much of myself into um, the two podcasts that I run, this one and uh, Joystick Drift. This was later corroborated by people in chat, by very uh, like my family, mm-hmm. by friends like Jackson. Um, so I took this week to do a lot less creatively and kind of took a step back where I was like, okay. So like Monday and Tuesday, I didn't do a ton and I just kind of focused on watching like catching up on some shows um playing some video games and it's been a really nice refreshing week i also got up and went to the gym wednesday and friday because i'm gonna try to go to, um, well no i'm not gonna try i am, am. gonna go you to the am. gym it's all about it's all about the mindset um i'm gonna go to the gym monday wednesday friday because mm. i know zelda's about to come out and i'm like ooh, i'm gonna play that so much I don't want to get fat and gross. (laughs) So I need to have some form of physical activity that's outside of the house. And that is my go-to right now is going to the gym Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You need to go on hot girl walks. Okay. I would if the pollen wasn't so bad outside and I felt like I was going to die 
every time I stepped outside the door. Like, Guys, outside I take is scary. The, Don't go out there. I take the golf cart because we have a gym at the front of our neighborhood. And I legit have to wear a mask so I don't get sick. Like, I wear a mask so that the pollen doesn't get all up in my face. It's very helpful. Yeah. It's great. It's very effective. I've um, never But met... I probably look like a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. I've never met anyone with a strong with stronger allergies than you. It's True. always you ev I've known you for so long and I've never met someone that has legitimate like it's not even like you're being weak. Like you legitimately like have an awful pollen allergy. I do. And I just it's really terrible. love the image of you in a mask driving a golf cart. It's like when you see someone in their car wearing a mask and you're like, dude, what who are you helping? Maybe they don't have inside <laughs> air on their car. It's like maybe I mean maybe it's also for I don't know. I don't know. I, I just think told, it's really funny. I was told I need to get a custom mask that says seasonal allergies on the front. <laughs> so people that's know so like that's funny. what it is. It's like I'm not sick. I'm just protecting yeah. myself yeah. from the seasonal allergies. Anyway. You gotta get like a big gas mask. There's a guy. <laughs> There's a guy at the Pull grocery store. Pull up like an doctor mask. Yeah, exactly. There's a guy at the one of the grocery stores in town here where during COVID, he didn't wear like an actual mask. He wore like a full on like gas mask. I respect that. That probably did more for him than the, and the little we were, cloth mask would We were all have. just like, oh my gosh. Like this He's is- He's insane, but like, he might I'm, actually be protecting I'm like, himself. hold on, let him cook. But I'm also like, am I in a Fallout game? Like, what is this place? <laughs> So, Ooh. aside from that, I went and saw Suzume last week, which mm. if you listen to the episode, you know, I, I barely made it there on time. Oof. I was really worried, but I saw it, and without spoiling anything, it is my second favorite Makoto Shinkai mm. film out of the four that I've seen. I liked it a lot better than Your Name, but it it just didn't top weathering with you, and I didn't think it was going to. Mm -hmm. I didn't think there was any way... For me, Weathering With You was a very lightning-in-a-bottle type thing, and I didn't think it was going to be that. And I also tried to go in without putting those expectations on it because it's not a sequel to either of those movies. It's right. not a continuation of that story. It's its very, its, its own thing. Mm -hmm. So I tried to go in without the expectation of how is this going to continue Weathering With You? How is this going to continue Your Name? Like, So it was a very good movie. I really enjoyed it, and I want to go see it again, but dubbed, because I watched mm -hmm. it subbed, and I want to go see it dubbed just to see how good the dub is, because the Weathering With You dub is really good. It is really good. And the good. Your Name dub isn't that bad. Um, I've only unfortunately, seen... Unfortunately... I've only... Wait, did we watch the dub or the sub for Your Name? For Your Name, we watched the dub. Okay, that's what I thought. It was pretty but good. But remember, because we watched the dub... And we turned on the subtitles. Oh, right. But the subtitles were different than the dub yeah. because the subtitles were just the Japanese like direct translation mm -hmm. as opposed to actually dubbing it over, which is so, so that's weird. cool. <laughs> but unfortunately, the one downside with this movie, which may be corrected as I watch it more, is there was no there. I wasn't in the movie. <laughs> there was no character for me. It like there was one. In your name, and there was one in Weathering with You, and there wasn't one in this movie unless I missed it <laughs> in the background. I really love that you are such. I don't. I don't want to say you look so standard, but apparently you look standard enough to like be in anime movies. 
And well, I think listen. that's so funny. This man really be like guest guest me see. Yeah, here's the thing. We have a really decent listenership in Japan on like Anchor overall, uh-huh. but also on Apple Podcast, most of our listenership comes from Japan. So maybe, maybe Makoto Shinkai watched the podcast and was like, yo, yo that guy. I'm gonna put he's him in the, the movie. one. Even though the podcast technically didn't exist when he made <laughs> Weathering with You. <laughs> that there, movie though. predates this podcast. You're there. Uh, so yeah, Suzume was really good. I wanna see it again. I'm definitely gonna get it when it comes out on Blu-ray mm-hmm. and stuff, but I might wait. A little bit just to see if they do any kind of steelbook or collector's edition because that's like my one of my bigger regrets with weathering with you is i have the blu-ray but then like they put out a steelbook collector's edition which i do want to get mm-hmm. that's like all this art and all these dvds and like all this stuff and i want to get it um and if i do maybe i'll unbox it for a video because then i can write it off on my taxes anyway <laughs> um oh but, no, it's true. Yeah, um, no, I believe you. <laughs> so, yeah, that's yeah. that's about all I've done. I haven't watched a ton of movies. No, me neither. Because I haven't had time. So we don't really have anything to update yeah. you guys on with the we movie don't... competition. We'd be moving the needle by, like, one movie. Like, I've officially right. crossed 50 now. Suzume yeah. was number 50. That's think... that's about it. 30, and Jackson's probably going to catch me because out of nowhere, Nintendo decided to drop the Xenoblade 3 Story DLC, which I got to play that before Zelda comes out. So I'm not going to have time to watch any movies because that's going to be like a 30, 40 hour experience that I have to finish in two weeks. And I'm like, huh, no more time for movies, I guess. I would like to call you out and say that I figured out your plan and I've got you. Because I have not been able to watch any movies this week because... Any free time I have to watch TV, you've been making me watch Spy Family. I see your little Whoa. your little game. Whoa. You're trying to make me okay. get behind on movies on. by making me watch Spy Family for the podcast. Hold on. I'm going to debunk this immediately by saying you could have started and finished Spy Family after <laughs> we did Sword Art Online in February. No, you're you've so had right. two months. <laughs> This is not my grand plan. Is it a little coincidental? Yes. This is not my grand plan, though. My grand plan was to get way further ahead, but then Nintendo said no. No. Little update. Spy Family episode. We're recording a week from today, and I'm three episodes in. So we will get there. We will get there. This is about where you are at with Sword Art Online. No, you're right. And then we figured it out. And Demon Slayer, let me tell you, I watched... I think four episodes a day for three days to finish yeah. that one in time. Are you watching Spy Family subbed or dubbed? So I watched, we watched one episode together subbed. And then after that, I switched to dub just because it was easier to watch if I was like eating dinner or something. Yeah. And so that makes sense. I was kind of like, I was kind of like, I really don't want to do dub. But if it's either dub or never watch it, I'll, I'll take dub. <laughs> yeah. And, like, watching subbed while you... Watching subbed while you do stuff is such an anime veteran type thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I can do that, but only because I've been watching subbed anime for four years. Yeah. <laughs> like, you kind of pick it up and you learn how to read faster than the subtitles. Um, so... 
Maybe yeah. maybe by and, this and time the next year. The Spy Family dub's not that bad. No, I've it's watched really it not. all dubbed because I watched it with a friend, mm-hmm. um, and we watched it dubbed. And I I watched it subbed when it was coming out because the dub wasn't out yet. But I mean, I've seen both. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad dub, which is why I'm like I'm not super. You I know, think, up in arms about it. Yeah, I think I prefer the voices of the sub. But I'm gonna cut my losses. I think. And just go I mean, for I think <laughs> sub voices are usually better. Yeah, but because it's what they were intended to be. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we both have lists of underrated shows, and I'd like bada to preface bing, by boom. saying, if you think, "Oh, that show is not underrated," okay, I didn't ask. Get this over is it. my opinion. So, I that was so mean. I'm sorry. I love you, but it it's kind of like no, it's even true. even if you like. It doesn't feel underrated. This is more... What I'm taking this as is this is a really good show that I like that when I try to talk about it, not a lot of people have seen it. That's more what I've thought. So maybe my circles are different than yours and everyone you know loves this show and like how could that be underrated? <clears throat> this is more for like my opinion from who I know, what I've, who I've talked to, like... These are some shows that I really like that those people have not seen. So, or deserve more credit than they're given. So, there we go. I also would like to say, a lot of these shows on this list, I could point out why they're not as high up. And I'll get into that. But I'll I'll make a case for it. So, would you like to start? Or would you like me to start? Um, I can start because I already got my first one pulled up. Alright. Alright. I promise this is the only show from 2023 on this oh, list. Gosh. Is this the only anime on this list? Um, yes, actually. Wow, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I tried to not fill it because I could have totally filled it. Oh with yeah, anime. I would have nothing every, to say if <laughs> every time I've got an anime, I've done like a this is an underrated anime. People comment and they're like, "This is not underrated," and I'm like, "Okay, well, considering Skill the fact issue. I don't see anybody on the internet talk about it." Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So my first show is one from 2023, and it's called The Angel Next Door Spoils Me Rotten. Okay. I know. Anime has some of the sus- most sus titles in all of media, but hear me out. <laughs> this is genuinely, I think, might be one of the best romance anime, and if I make another video, it's going in there. Okay. Because the whole premise is this guy finds this girl sitting out on a swing set in the rain and you know him being a nice guy is like here take my umbrella so you don't get sick and then he walks home and she's like oh thanks and then he finds out that they live next door to each other as per the title right of course but then he gets sick because he walked home in the rain because apparently and i don't know i don't live in japan but as seems to be the norm, if you walk in the rain once, you immediately get sick and yeah, almost die. die. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it works in TV shows. So she comes over and she's like, well, here, I made some extra food because I made too much for myself. So have this extra food. And it turns into like she comes over and is like, let me help you clean your apartment because it's a mess here. Mm-hmm. You don't know how to cook. Let me help you cook. And like their relationship Builds so gradually. Keep in mind, this is only a 12-episode anime. Their relationship builds throughout that 12 episodes, and by the time you get to the end, it's a satisfying conclusion that I don't feel like we need a season two. 
Oh. I feel like everything from start to finish was very natural because it spans about the course of a year in 12 episodes, oh. which sounds like a lot, but it's really not. I wish they were a little more open with how like the year went by. Because like obviously you get your stereotypical Christmas episode and then um, you have your shrine visits and all that stuff. But I do think it's generally one of the best romance anime because it does, like obviously it's a little cheesy and a little like, oh, it's a rom-com. But then it does have those moments where it's, how do I want to put it? It gets deep. Okay. And it gets okay. emotional and it dives into the character stuff. So Wow. Okay. Good recommendation. <laughs> As far as oh, I know, it's I've only on Crunchyroll, it. but who's to say it was good? <laughs> so you should watch it. I know we're not going to get a season two ever. The angel next not door we need spoils it. me rotten. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm thinking about putting. I'm thinking about putting it on the poll. Oh my gosh. Okay. You know what? <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm reworking the poll. I already have. If it's that good, then I'll consider it. <laughs> I already have two of them picked out. Okay. But you'll have to tune in next episode to find Ooh, out. Ooh, okay. All right, my first one on this list. Are you ready? Now, I know a lot of people know this show, but this is a show that I've seen every episode of twice. And so, at least twice. So, it's one of those shows that like, you can just have on in the background, but if you really pay attention to it, you can it it's it watches really well as a whole narrative and i highly recommend it and that show hear me out is reba okay okay ready ready reba mcintyre's iconic sitcom reba has some of the funniest and sweetest characters you'll see and i really like that it's the content is this middle ground of like Oh, it's not like for kids, but it's not like adult. And so it's a very good like casual watch where you're not like, oh, this is boring. There's like nothing interesting happening because the whole point is like her teenage daughter gets pregnant and then has to marry like her high school sweetheart. And so Reba, she's now Reba, whose husband who just got divorced and her husband is remarrying and they live across the street. And then while that's happening, her daughter and her 16-year-old daughter and her new husband are now living in her house, and she has to, like, manage all of them. It's so funny. Reba McIntyre is an icon. And even if you've seen, like, a little bit of the show, I highly recommend sitting down and watching the whole thing because it's really heartwarming. I loved this show from when I was, like, 14 to now. It's just it's just one of those, like, feel-good shows that can still dig into some deeper stuff. Highly recommend. That's what I'll say. Wow. I remember watching Reba with my grandmother when I was, like, seven. It is like a granny show. <laughs> and all I can remember from it is just let it go, Barbara Jean. Let it go, Barbara Jean. That's... Barbara we, Jean. St we still say that now. Barbara Jean is an icon. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I Man. really, I really love, really love Reba. <laughs> Reba, that's that's crazy. 
Mm. I did not think that was going to be on your there's list. A, there's a really good picture of me in a suit and a cowboy hat, and it's like one of those .5 pictures that's like really close to your face. And one of my friends put meme text on it that says, Reba needs me. <laughs> I need to find that and post it because it's so funny. Can you send me that so I can put it on the episode yeah, announcement? Hold on. Let me, let me find that. You continue, and I'll right. find that. So I don't know if you've ever seen this show. Okay. I think you've heard of it because I, I know I've told you of it at least once. But. If you've seen The Office and your favorite character from The Office was Aaron, then you're going to love this show. Mm-hmm. It's called Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yep. yep it's yep. a, I would count it as a sitcom. And the whole premise is what, okay, what's the name of Aaron's voice? Ellie Kemper. That's Ellie Kemper. Um, so she plays Kimmy Schmidt. As per the title, you know, titles usually give stuff away. Right. But when she was like a teenager, she got, or like a kid, she got kidnapped by this, we'll call him a pedophile because that's kind of what he was. Mm -hmm. And he put these four girls in a doomsday bunker and like told them it was the end of the world. And Mm -hmm. she lives in this bunker for like five years or 10 years or something. And then her... And these other three girls all get rescued out of the bunker. And the whole show is about her readjusting and getting reaccustomed to modern life in New York City. And it's actually really funny. I watched the whole thing with my mom. That was kind of like our show that we watched Mm -hmm. together. And it was really good. I really enjoyed it. I I don't see enough people talk about it because it also has... Jane Krakowski, who was in she was in Thirty Rock. Yeah, I mean, she was in Thirty Rock first, but I saw her in this first. Right. So to go back and watch Thirty Rock was kind of funny. She's good. Yeah, I know. I mean, I don't have much to say other than that, but it was just a really great, really enjoyable show. Yeah, my mom likes that show. It's a Netflix exclusive, and I think it's one of the better Netflix exclusives. Right. All right, little little update. I found the Reba Needs Me oh picture. Gosh, I love this so much. <laughs> it's not going to focus at all, but Reba Needs Me right there. I'm really tempted to make this your uh, contact photo on my <laughs> phone. <laughs> my, your, my contact photo on your phone has been the same for like two years. Oh, same. Yours is, um, if I can do this without like doxing your <laughs> number, it's the one of you in the lemonade shirt yeah. sipping the yellow LaCroix. Yeah, the LaCroix. Dude, La I would kill for a LaCroix right now. That sounds so good. Please don't. LaCroix is Dang. overrated. Under Yo, next next episode, underrated no, drinks. Overrated. Underrated, overrated drinks. Let overrated. Me tell you, it's overrated. It's overrated. just water that tastes bad. Mm, nom, 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 nom. I love sparkling water so much. Okay, I there's drink... a difference between sparkling water and LaCroix. LaCroix no, there's tastes not. like nothing. What's the difference? It just tastes bad. It's like no. It should have a little sugar in it. It has no sugar in it. No. That's the problem. That's the point. Is there's no, no sugar. That's so stupid. <laughs> no. Although no, I guess if no. you add sugar, it's just soda. <laughs> no, literally, that's the point. Is it's supposed to be a not soda? But it doesn't taste like anything. That's it's what not I'm saying. It's like you hand to... me a lemon flavored uh, Lacroix, 
It doesn't taste like lemon. It just tastes like water. No, because it's water. <laughs> but if I put and lemon in my water, it would taste more like lemon than lemon LaCroix. No, it's limoncello. It's like a lemon oh, vanilla. It's, limoncello. it's like a lemon vanilla. I no, drink whatever. It's no, still overrated. I drink plain sparkling water. Okay. okay. I will go to Kroger and you can get a like a two liter of plain sparkling water for like 99 cents. And it's so good. It's so like refreshing and it, it okay. curbs any desire I have for soda without allow drinking me, a soda. Allow me to get, allow me to get really off topic for like two seconds. Okay. So on June 16th, 2018, what? <laughs> just just follow me here. Just follow me here. June June 16th, 2018. I decided to start a re a review Instagram account. I will not <laughs> share the username because I don't want people to go find it because <laughs> these reviews are kind of dumb. I remember And I this. don't have the like I have the login but I don't oh have it on my hand so I can't like go private the account. But I'm going to read you the caption. I reviewed a bottle of LaCroix. La okay? <laughs> this is relevant. So here's what I had to say. First review, LaCroix sparkling water. Not very good. Lacks the sweet taste you would expect from a sparkling drink and has zero grams of sugar. I give it two out of ten. Oh, my gosh. That's so For funny. For reference, I also reviewed um, Sour Patch Kids. And it was like the Sour Patch Bunnies. And I said, uh, Sour Patch Bunnies, only thing I can say is that there's no blue ones, which unfortunately means this candy loses eight points. Giving it a <laughs> solid two out of ten. You lost you lost eight points for not having blue candy. Yes, because that's the that's the best flavor. Is usually <laughs> always blue. I really I I completely forgot you did that. I remember that. And wow. last one last one I'll bring up. I also reviewed um Orange vanilla Coca-Cola. And I said, this drink is mediocre. I couldn't really taste the orange or vanilla flavors. I just mainly tasted the Coca-Cola flavor. It didn't taste bad. It just didn't taste good. <laughs> My rating, four out of ten. Okay, so it's better than the LaCroix. <laughs> so I drink an orange vanilla Coke over a LaCroix any day. No. You see, the whole the argument of it doesn't have sugar is so dumb because that's, that's the point. Can it's we not supposed to have a sugar? Okay. Hear me out. Okay, I'm hearing. And you we'll out. get we'll get back on topic here. Yeah. Can we make our shirts that say I wear white after Labor Day and then film an ad spot for those shirts, but it's us specifically wearing the shirt like me wearing that shirt with sunglasses, slow motion pouring out a LaCroix. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it came to me just now, and I was like, yes. <laughs> no, here's what you, here's what you do. Um, wearing a white shirt that says, I wear white after Labor Day, and then there's, like, money on it or something. Because if you remember a long time ago back, we the history of wearing white after Labor Day was, like, you, if you, you had enough money. If you to go didn't on vacation have enough money, after the summer. Yes, if you didn't. I think. If you had enough money to go on vacation after summer, you could wear white after Labor Day. So we want to do shirts that say, I wear right after Labor Day and have money, and it's you pouring out a LaCroix, but then it zooms out, and I'm on the ground, and you're pouring it into my mouth. 
<laughs> this is going to be a golden ad spot. All right, Look all forward right. to a Nerdiest Podcast merch yes, coming soon. Yes, very soon. So Anyway, back on my topic. Next show, nice little side tangent. My next show for underrated shows, and I know I can point out why this is underrated, so let me get there. I'm going to say The Goldbergs is pretty underrated. Have you seen that? You would love the Goldbergs. So That's what I've been told. Adam Goldberg created the show. It's a show about his life. And it's just like this nerdy kid in the 80s, and he loves movies, and his family is crazy. Essentially, that's the plot. Oh, and I think, like I think the Goldbergs, what it, what it did was really smart because it was like, it had such so much heart because it was real. And so at the end of every episode, he would show his home movies of what the episode was based on. So Ah. every episode is based on a different home movie he has. And so they play the home movie at the end. And it's really good. It has The language is pretty bad. It's not bad language. It's just consistent language. And so that's, that's pretty much it. But as an amazing cast, Jeff Garland is in it and he's hilarious. Um... And I think they're still going, but here's what I will say. I think I've seen five seasons of the Goldbergs, and after season four, it tanks really hard. And I think that they should have ended after fourth season, and I haven't been keeping up. I think they're on like season eight now, and I'm going to verify that here in a second while you're talking, but it's gotten to the point where they're starting to kill off characters, and so, like, like is this General Hospital? Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 bad. Like, I don't think Jeff Garland is on it anymore for like different disputes with the actor and like. So I feel like, and I could tell he ran out of home movies, and started like really reaching for these like stories. Yeah. And I was like, like, that's a cool concept, but it does sound like something that is absolutely finite, right? And you know, going into it how far you can go. Yeah. Because if you only have 20 home movies, okay, you only got 20 episodes. Right. So I so, think I think that the first four seasons of The Goldbergs are phenomenal. I think they're hilarious. They do really good movie spoofs, kind of like Community. Um, highly recommend. If you're like a film bro, like go watch it. It's really funny and relatable. Um, but yeah, The Goldbergs, even though it tanks like midway through, so... Wow. Very cool. Well, my next show, what do oh, I want to pick? Oh, let me update. Um, they're on season 10 of The Goldbergs, which... You oh know they're about God. to do like season 17 of Ninjago? Lord have mercy. Actually, no, I take that back. They did season 16, and they're apparently rebooting it and starting over with a new cast. What? But they're going to continue to use the Ninjago name. And I'm no. like, okay, let it go. What's let the it go. point? Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. The people who grew up watching Ninjago aren't watching it anymore. So let it go. Dude. Move on. This is weird. But it's like their highest grossing original IP, so they're not going to let oh, it yeah. go. They've Lego has tried so many times to start another thing. I'm like, oh, here's a, I guess, a freebie underrated show, Nexo Nights. Um, oh, yeah. I remember watching that. That's a I mean, good it show. wasn't great. That's a good show. But it was, like, <laughs> it was enjoyable. Um... But Lego has tried multiple times to really get something to stick, and they haven't. The closest they've come to it is the new Monkey Kid line. And, like, the show that goes with that, 
but it's not at Ninjago levels yet, so they're like not ready to let go of Ninjago. So that was a, that was a freebie, I guess. Another one. Hmm. I have a varied list here. I'm gonna go mm -hmm. with Scissor Seven. I've Scissor I've brought this seven. up. So this is an anime. Oh, you told me to watch mark? this. Yeah. Yeah, I told you to watch it because I think I think you would enjoy it. It's oh, it's not an anime because well it okay it falls <laughs> in that weird gray area because it's it's an anime but it's not produced in Japan. Um, it's like a Netflix show. Hold on, I'm it's gonna a Netflix. It. it says a Netflix original anime series. It's, it's produced in China. Okay, so it's a Chinese anime. So yeah, yeah. but. It's very good. The comedy is hilarious. There's a lot of physical comedy. Mm. And the whole premise is... I'll just read the synopsis off of Serialized. Uh, Seeking to recover his memory, a scissor-wielding, hairdressing, bungling quasi-assassin stumbles into a struggle for power among feuding factions. Ooh. It's so good. Okay. It has, like... Oh. I love anime, but this has some really good action scenes. And the animation goes over the top sometimes. And it's very enjoyable. It is a Netflix original. Season four is coming soon. I know it's airing not on Netflix right now. So I don't know when it's coming to Netflix. But it is definitely worth a watch. It's it's really short. It's not like season one is what? 10 episodes? I think they're all 10 episodes. So like right now it's only 30. So, all right, and the plot's well, there. So that's 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 mine. Interesting. Scissor Seven. Should well, watch it. I'll get Jackson to watch it one day, maybe. Yeah, you told me to watch that a while ago, and I thought it looked good. All right, so my next underrated show. You're gonna hate me. Uh, I really think Thirty Rock deserves nope. some more nope. credit than it gets. Nope. And you nope. disagree, and I know that. But 30 Rock is so funny. It's so funny. Because all of the characters are horrible. They're horrible people. But it's so funny. And Tina Fey, and Alec Baldwin, and, like, uh, Tracy Morgan. And, like, it's just so... It's so funny. I don't know why you hate 30 Rock so much, but, like, 30 Rock... I don't Rock hate it. I just... <laughs> 30 Rock got me, me and my mom, through a tough time. We watched that together. There are some episodes of 30 Rock I really don't like because 30 Rock really goes off of, like, shock comedy. And mm -hmm. so there are some episodes that I think just go too far, and I'm not a fan of that. But overall, I think 30 Rock is just hilarious. I really do. And as a creator, I think it's funny to watch shows about creators. I mean, yeah. Okay, listen. I didn't hate it. It just wasn't my favorite. I don't think it's everything you say it's cracked up. But to it's do. so funny. That was my thing. Is you think it's like a nine, like eight to nine out of ten, and I'm out here like, yeah, maybe it's more like a six out of ten. Like, I think it's seven or eight out of ten. I would recommend. I'm like, I'm not gonna tell people not to watch it. Yeah. Especially because we do seem to be, and this might be controversial, we're kind of in a drought for good sitcoms at the moment, at least as far as yeah. I've seen. So 
because all the sitcoms nowadays are the same. Yeah, they, they're just not good. No, they're not. They don't capture the same magic as shows like The Office or Community or Parks and Rec. Like, but that's also because we've entered a different era of comedy. Yeah, and yeah, it's, it's a hard lot to harder make, to do comedy now. It's hard to make a good sitcom because you you're extremely limited in what you can say. And I think NBC is like throwing a lot of shows at the wall. And I don't. I'm trying. Like I feel like sh- because of streaming and we can just watch. Why? Why would I try the new show when I could just watch The Office? Like, I, it's right. well, like I'm wondering what the next big show will be, and it's I don't know. We need to make the next big show. <gasps> we are Let's the next big show. All right, go ahead. <laughs> uh, my next big show. What do I want to pick? What did I just do? I just did an animated one. Yeah. All right, I'll throw a live action one in there. Um, I think we might both have this one on our list. Okay. And as, as avid listeners of the show know, mm-hmm. I will forever sing the praises of a man named Bo Burnham. Yes. And I oh, got to tell you. That's not on my list. One of the that. best one of the best sitcoms I've seen. Would you consider this a sitcom? Yeah. Because I threw it in. Because it's like an office style. Even though it's like more of a mockumentary, it's still, I counted it as a sitcom. Uh, what we're talking about Zach Stone is going to be famous. It is literally, what, 13 episodes? And that's it? 12. It's 12 episodes, and the whole premise is Bo Burnham's character, Zach Stone, wants to be famous. So he spends, like, his life savings on a camera crew to follow him around and record him and document him becoming famous. Like, it's a very, like, I lived in the time frame of when the office was on tv and that was cool so i want to do it myself Mm -hmm. and it's great because in the same vein as 30 rock zach is kind of just a terrible person yeah he kind of sucks like he's very self-centered very narcissistic like which is all reinforced by the fact that he has a film crew following him around. But you want him to win. <laughs> right. Like, you want him to become famous. But at the same time, you're like, you don't deserve this. Like, yeah. you are a terrible person. Yeah. And, oh, uh, well, I guess I can't. Uh, I don't want to say uh, that because it's at the very it. end. But, like, the very end, like, the last few minutes of the show really drive that, like, narcissistic, egotistical point home. Oof. And this is, I just had so much fun watching it because it is, it's that Bo Burnham style of comedy. So it's very like out there and mm-hmm. kind of weird and quirky. Um, and I think it's still on Netflix. I saw I it got it taken is. off for a while, but then I re-added it and I'm like, okay, I don't know why you wouldn't keep it, but I highly recommend watching it. It's only 12 mm. episodes. They're like your standard 22 minute episode yeah. It ran on MTV so, and then got cut after the first season. Such a weird place. Like such a weird place. I don't know. MTV got into that weird, a weird spot of like, what if we just aired ridiculousness for twelve hours a day? <laughs> so I don't know. I also feel like this show doesn't need a season two. You've watched it no. all the way through, right? No. I got halfway through. No, and then you I need to finish it right I now. Need to We're gonna it. pause the podcast. All right, guys. We'll come back after Jackson <laughs> finishes X Stone. <laughs> oh. All right, I'm going to do two because I've talked about one of these, like, to death, even in the last episode, so I'm not going to go super in deep. 
Boy Meets World. Oh, Let me again. tell you, I've seen every episode twice, at least this twice. Is the third episode in a row? Have you seen it? Why won't you world? watch it? Because it's why that won't you watch good? Brooklyn Nine Nine? I didn't say I wouldn't. <laughs> I didn't say I wouldn't watch Boy Meets World. <laughs> then go watch it. I'm watching I'm Wizards of Waverly Place. You got me on one fine, show. Fine. So Boy Meets World. I can't sing the praises enough. It is just. It has everything. So I've already talked it to death, so I'm not I'm not gonna go into there again. Next show, I'm gonna do two at a time from now. I'm gonna say Malcolm in the Middle deserves some respect. Brian Crankston from Breaking Bad plays the sweetest, goofiest dad in the world, and he's so cool. He's so funny. He's my favorite character. And the show, mm, I'd say it's more of a teen show. It's not like adult, but it's definitely not for the children. Um, it ran on Fox, I think. And it's just one of those just sitcoms that you watch and then you feel better about your own family. And so I think Malcolm in the Middle really achieved the the single camera sitcom early on in a creative way. Of like Malcolm is the narrator and he's brilliant, but his family is like he's the only smart one in their family, and so it, it's just one of those really funny shows that has just amazing characters and amazing character development. And I really, I really like watching that from beginning to end. You kind of like watch them all grow up and learn, and it's that's a funny show. And I forget how funny that show is, but. Highly recommend watching Malcolm in the Middle. My favorite Brian Crankston performance. Boom. Alrighty then. Have you, th- while I'm pulling up my next one, have you seen How I Met Your Mother? Mm-mm. Uh, it's worth watching until like the last season because the last season was really bad. You t- you've told me to watch it multiple times, but it's so Everything long. else about it is great. It's hilarious. It's so long, so I've been kind of scared to get committed. Understandable. Um, Here. I'll make you this deal right now. I texted you about it yesterday. Oh god. Um, oh yes. I'll watch. Did. I'll watch Boy Meets World if you watch Brooklyn Nine Nine. Because I love Brooklyn Nine Nine. It's hilarious, and I think you would really enjoy it. Ao. Brooklyn Nine Nine. All right, I'm in. I'm in. I'm Epic. In. I'm in. I gotta finish Wizards of Waverly Place first. Um, That's a good show. How many do you have left? Four. I also have four. Do you want to do two at a time? Actually, I, I technically have five, but um, I mean, I know, you do you have Community on your list? No, I took it off for Reba because I feel like that was the uh, most. I feel like Community was one that I was like, it feels underrated because it's really really good and doesn't get the credit it deserves. But I know a lot of people that have seen it. No, that's true. Like, so it, I, I mean, to... I put it on there so we can talk about it really quick. Yeah. And then I'll do another one. Um, Community is great. Go watch Go it on watch Netflix. It. I'm going to rewatch it again at some point this year because it's hilarious. It's great. I love it. We yeah. That's another one we've kind of talked to death. Yeah. Because it was in our movies and shows that impacted us. Mm-hmm. So I'll do another one. Another one I talked. Well, I kind of talked about it last episode. Uh, Rapunzel's Tangled Adventure, aka Tangled the Series. Mm-hmm. They changed the title halfway through for some reason. Amy loves that why. show. She loves it's that so show. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you loved Tangled 
and you want more Tangled, watch Tangled the series. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. It does a lot. And what's funny is if you've seen Tangled and you've seen the short where Rapunzel and Flynn get married, the entire show takes place between those two things. Whoa. Like it takes place between the end of Tangled and the beginning of that thing. Because like in the first few episodes, Flynn proposes to Rapunzel and she's like, oh, I'm not ready yet. I need you to wait for me. And he's like, okay, cool. And then they kind of bring it full circle by the end. But one, it does a lot to flesh out their relationship mm -hmm. a lot more, which is why I'll always say they're better than Anna and Kristoff, because at least we got to see their relationship build up. All Everything right. with Anna and Kristoff happened in between movies. All right. Anyway, <laughs> they do a lot to build up that relationship. The music is on par, if not better than the movie. Whoa. Because I'm pretty sure they brought all the same people back. Yeah. Like, all the important creative people who worked on Tangled, I'm pretty sure also worked on the series, which is why it feels, like, so connected to the other things, is because they brought all the creative people back. Um, What else? They did a lot of really neat world building with the magic system without feeling like we had to break the rules that were already pre-established like obviously we know there's the sun drop flower that gives the healing okay well what if there was a moon drop flower that does the opposite it's all like pretty self-explanatory mm -hmm. and doesn't feel like okay we need to go retcon the movie to then the only like big retcon they had was giving rapunzel her long hair back but even then that was explained in kind of a loose way that right. made sense, and I was okay with it. So it's on Disney+. Plus. Very good. Please go watch it because hopefully, you know, I mean, they're doing a Tiana show at they some are. point. So I hope they do more of these, like, shows that flesh out characters yes. that are actually yes. good and aren't just <laughs> cash grabs. Yeah. So, Disney, do more of yeah. that, please. Oof. Not like the stupid Lilo and Stitch live action. Okay, you know what? That's I already I can't even stand that movie, and we crap. haven't even like they haven't even filmed it yet. Yeah, and I'm already done with it. Yeah. All right. Do you have four, four, or three left? Now I have three left. Three. All right. My next one. All right, and I can I'm gonna explain a little bit of my philosophy behind this show. I think Arrested Development deserves some credit. So. Arrest really? okay. I do, I do. And here's my here's what I'll say. Arrested Development, in my opinion, tanks harder than any show I've ever seen after season two. So true. I think Arrested Development season one is one of the best just individual seasons of television I've seen. It like sets up this beautifully hilarious world with these absurd characters in the first season and it's like legitimately hilarious and Michael Sarah, as always is an icon Jason Bateman is phenomenal and um David Cross as Tobias is my absolute favorite he's so funny and that's hilarious so the first season sets that all up and goes oh my gosh this is crazy second season really digs deeper into that and we're like all right this is where you get like more recurring jokes and inside jokes and niche like the second season was like this is for arrested development fans and i really love how meta arrested development is ron howard is the narrator for arrested development oh, which right. is insane 
Um, pretty sure the Russo brothers directed a couple episodes for them. And like, it, it's just insane. And then after the second season, the story non-existent anymore. It's like, was such- Cause doesn't a, it just repeat after that? Pretty much, yeah. It's just the same thing over and over and over again, but less funny. And yeah. so my recommendation to you is watch season one and two of Arrested Development. And then after that, because people are like, all right, but season three is good. It was good until Netflix made it. I argue that season three, even season three is bad. I don't even like season yeah. three. And when Netflix made it, it's even worse. How do you, like they ruined that show. And so after season two, stop. But those first two seasons, like, tears in my eyes funny. That's what I will say. Alrighty. Did you mention uh, Will Arnett as Job? I have not. He's That's another that's another golden That's role. another golden performance. Yes. He did great. I my favorite my favorite line from that show. Okay, I've Frick, there's so many good shit good lines from that show. I really love when he's like when Tobias is talking to Michael and he's like, Well, thanks for the advice, Michael, but last I checked, your wife is dead. <laughs> and it's just so inappropriate. I can hear it in the Will Arnett voice too. The way he delivered that yeah. line. It was so serious. Like it wasn't a joke to him. Yeah. yeah. He was completely serious. I really love Tobias as as a blue man group um understudy where he's like tobias are you blue only on the outside michael and it's just like it's so good my personal favorite of all of them though is there's always money in the banana stand and then they burn down the banana stand and there's the wall is lined with two hundred and fifty thousand dollars that they burn to the ground and it's so good go watch the first two seasons uh. It was good. I, I agree. The first two seasons were good. Everything else is skippable because mm-hmm. it did start to repeat itself. Because it was like, oh, the dad's in jail again for the same thing, yeah, but different. And now we gotta get him out, and then, then it never like goes anywhere. I didn't yeah. even finish the last seasons because I was like, no. And then it gets I really do it. doesn't it get like weirdly incestual after a while? Yes, and it's just because Michael Sarah tries to find a loophole. To date his cousin, which and was, I'm like, really? Which was that's the direction you wanted to go? Here's the thing: that was funny in the first season. That was funny right. in the first season. When it was season. played for a joke, it was funny. But then when you try to make it serious, it's like, it's okay, like, oh, 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 he was serious. That's it was gross. funny before, but right. now it's not. Yeah, it's just so inappropriate. So, no, enough. Um, how do how do you want to do this? Because you have one left. I have. And I have three. Here's the thing. No, I have three left. Oh, you do? Yeah. So you do two, and then I'll do two, and then we'll hit and our we last one. we can do our ones. last one. Yeah. Ooh, what do I want to be my last show? I know what I want as my last one. Because I think my last one is one that I think is criminally underrated. Criminally underrated. Out of these three, what do I think is... Oh, man, they're all criminally underrated. <laughs> All right, I'll go with the one I love the most. I'll All save right. that one for last. All right, two more. One is, all right, have you guys ever heard of this guy? His name is uh, Guillermo del Toro. I probably pronounced that wrong. 
You ever heard of him? I've heard of him. Made Pinocchio on Netflix last year, which I'm pretty sure won the Oscar for Best Animated Feature. Um, Maybe. I think. Um, but if you ever heard of that guy and you love that guy, then I highly encourage you to check out the animated show on Netflix, Troll Hunters Tales of Arcadia. It's so. No, don't look at me like that. Genuinely, fire. Fire. What's the phrase? Fire beyond water. Fire behind water. However you, however you put that phrase. It's actually really good. I really love the world building, and I feel like it's. It, it's the most recent show I've seen, that captures that Saturday morning cartoon energy. Yeah. Because that's really what it tried to be was just a Saturday morning cartoon even though it was like a Netflix original right. and Netflix you know you really screwed us on distribution it took like eight years to get this stuff not really but the world building was there the lore was just so so deep so amazing mm. oh mm. so good and it actually what's so great about this show is it spun off into two other shows that then all three shows got back together to do a finale movie. Now, I've only seen Troll Hunters. I haven't seen the other shows. I want to watch them, but I just haven't gotten around to it. Okay. So, however he however he struck that lightning in a bottle with this show, it's fantastic. So, I, go watch it. It's I've criminally... Heard, uh, I've heard of that show. I didn't know Guillermo, Di, Guillermo del Toro did it. I think it's Guillermo... Guillermo? I don't Guillermo? know. I'm sorry. Guillermo. I Hold didn't know on. he did that. I didn't know he did yeah, Guillermo it. Guillermo. <laughs> this is rough. This is rough. I'm white. <laughs> I'm white. Oh, I'm not. <laughs> and I still can't pronounce it. Um, so, yeah, very good show. Very good characters. Um, also, wow. Mark Hamill is in this show at oh. one point. I can't tell you when. Dang. So is Kelsey Grammer. Which, by the way, I went and saw Jesus Revolution, and I was listening to Kelsey Grammer talk in that movie, and I'm like, where have I heard that voice before? And I went home, and I IMDb'd Kelsey Grammer, and it was Troll Hunters. And I was like, oh, not, now I remember where I've heard him from. Not Frasier or anything. No, just Troll Hunters. So the next show I'm going to talk about is another animated one, another Netflix original. If you've ever seen the show Avatar The Last Airbender, and you really loved Avatar The Last Airbender, then you will like what I will call its spiritual successor in The Dragon Prince because it is made by oh, yeah. some of the same people who made Avatar. But I'm going to give you the caveat and say watch the first three seasons. There's currently four out with a fifth on the way this summer. And the first three seasons are just so incredibly well put together. The cast is amazing. The way they set up that journey and executed it across the three seasons is amazing. The animation looks phenomenal. I would honestly love to make an animated show in this style mm -hmm. just because how it is 3D, but it looks somewhat 2D. And like they found that nice medium. And I know they talked about it in an interview somewhere. They intentionally slowed down the frame rate. And that's part of why it took so long between seasons one and two is because they were really trying to figure out mm -hmm. the perfect balance. Um, but I watched season four and it just wasn't as good because spoiler alert, 
why I think the first three seasons work well together is because it tells a complete story in those first three seasons. Everything after that is using the same characters and telling another story. But the other story feels very similar to the first one, kind of like Arrested Development, where it's like they knew what they wanted to do, but it just feels like they're doing it again. Doing it again. In like a like there's a time skip of like three years. So everyone's a little older. Yeah. And it's just it's just not as good. That's hard. So hopefully season five will be better and maybe like season four was just like a rough start. But yeah, the Dragon Prince, first three seasons, highly recommend. Who are highly you gonna recommend. do a Dragon Prince episode with? Hannah. Oh, yes. And then I was going to do a Ruby episode with Hannah, too, and then we never uh, got around to it. Well, we tried to do the Doctor Strange episode with her, and her audio corrupted. Yeah. So, thanks, Apple. Thanks for nothing, Steve. We could be one episode closer to 100. But <laughs> All right. No. You ready? Yep. So I got two more before my, my criminally underrated show. All right. Another show that I think is not talked about enough because it's really funny and it's really creative and it's really sweet. I really like sweet shows. The show's really sweet and you can just turn it on on a Sunday afternoon and it's very relaxing and it's sweet. And I'm going to say The Middle. It's on HBO Max and it has Patricia Heaton, who is um, the wife from... She's Deborah from Everybody Loves Raymond and she's an icon. And it's it has the... Um, I don't know his name. The janitor from Scrubs, if you know him. He's the dad and she's the mom. And it's just one of those shows that, like, I couldn't tell you what it's about because it's not really, like, a groundbreaking, amazing story. It's just a sweet show about a family in, like, the heart of America. The whole point is they're, like... The whole point is they live in like, um, what's the word? The Midwest. They live in the, the middle. Mid- yeah, the middle. They just live in the Midwest. Then like in a small town where nothing goes on, but everyone there is like really kooky and it's like really funny and sweet and their kids are funny and it's just one of those sweet and it. I really like Patricia Heaton's narration in the middle because at the end of every episode she like wraps it up in like a really sweet mom way of like, oh, this is this is so sweet. Like I love this show. This little family. I love it. So I'm gonna say the middle is underrated. Another underrated show that I watched growing up actually is Everybody Hates Chris. Now, this is the show that Chris Rock made based on his childhood. And it has Terry Crews in it. And um, Terry Crews is the dad. And then, so, oh my gosh, I'm so dumb. I don't know. Is his... Chris Rock, Chris Rock is the guy who got slapped by Will Smith last year, right? Yes. Okay, just making sure we're thinking of the same person. Yes. So, um, it has Chris Rock as the narrator, and then Terry Crews is the dad, and then Tyler James Williams is the key. He plays Chris. And if you remember, Tyler James Williams' younger brother was Leo from Lab Rats. Oh. So, uh, and Tyler James Williams was in, like, Let It Shine on Disney Channel. Or I'm trying to think of things you've seen with him in it. And I haven't seen it. <laughs> so, and his friend is 
Vincent Martella. Martella, I don't know how to say it, but he plays Phineas from Phineas and Ferb. Oh. So it's a really funny show with an all-star cast. It's one of those, like, I feel like I wasn't the target audience, but still loved it. And it's just really funny. And it, it was one of those, like, comedies that just was true to itself. And it was like, no, this is it. Like, this is us. And it's just so sweet. So cute. So funny. Um, cute's not the right word. But it's so it's really sweet, but it's also really funny. And so my favorite, I think my favorite bit from that show is, like, their brother gets hit by a car. And the mom, like, runs upstairs to go get Tylenol. Because she just, like, believes that Tylenol fixes everything, which is so funny. So, highly recommend. Highly recommend. That's a good show. And my... No, yeah, that was the, that was the two. The Middle and Everybody Hates Chris. So, to recap... Right. I added it to my watch list. Yes. Good show. Good show. I think it used to be on Hulu. It might not be anymore. It's... Serialized says it's on Hulu, so I'll take its word for it. All right. All right. Do you want to go first? Yeah, because I guess it's my turn. Criminally underrated. Criminally underrated, and I may be wrong. All right. But you know what? I'll die on the hill. All right. So, if you've ever watched a Michael Bay movie, you'll know Michael Bay directs a lot of movies, right? And when you think of Michael Bay, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Explosions. Where do we get explosions from? Machines. What are machines? Could be referred to as... Transformers. So, my criminally underrated show. I love the emotional roller coaster I just took you on by starting with Michael Bay. I hate you so much. <laughs> I don't know if Michael Bay has ever touched a TV show. I don't know. I'll look it up while you're giving yours. But mine, my criminally underrated show is Transformers Prime. Oh my god. I will die on the hill. This aside from like the original Transformers stuff, like the shows, this is the best piece of Transformers media ever created. It trumps all the Michael Bay films, which isn't very difficult. It trumps Bumblebee, and it'll probably trump Rise of the Beast that comes out in like 2 months. Just oh, man, I watched this show as a kid. This is what I wanted Transformers to be. The humans didn't feel like they were shoehorned in. They felt like they were actually a part of the plot, which is one of my biggest issues with these whole, like, alien creature on Earth type thing is the humans feel forced, like in Sonic 2, where, like, oh, why are the humans here? This should just be a Sonic story. Or, like, in the Transformers movies, why are there people here? This should just be a Transformers movie. And it's like, this had that balance and made everything work. And also... Listen, listen, the villains were actually kind of cool, but like it, it, it accurately recaptured what I remembered of Transformers before this, where like Starscream, he is a suck up, but also kind of wants to be Megatron, but like right. he wants to be the head honcho, but then he's also like a suck up so that he doesn't, you know, die. And Optimus Prime was cool as always. So... This is my show. I've only All seen right. the first two All seasons. Right. I don't know what this Beast Hunter stuff is. It was not as good. But All right. also, if, you, if you've if you seen it, what happens with Bumblebee at the end, I, I cried as a kid. <laughs> if you know, you know. 
If okay. you don't, watch the show and find out. So, um, Michael Bay has touched some TV. He was executive producer for Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan with um, John Krasinski. Okay. Um, he I did. Watch that. He did the Purge TV series because he did the movies. Um, he did The Last Ship, which I've never seen. Um, he did, he was executive producer for Black Sails. So nothing that we would have seen, but can I, I'm going to throw in a freebie, um, free underrated movie, The Island produced by Michael Bay. That movie is so dumb. It's one of those like dumb science fiction movies. It has Owen McGregor and Scarlett Johansson. So good. So good. The Island. Go watch it. All right. All right. End this out. Transformers. Really? Yes. I That's. I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't that. I, I respect that. What were that. you expecting from I me? Like that. another anime? I don't know. I don't know. It was... I really... I was really scared. I can't scared. say the Clone Wars. That doesn't count. I was really scared you'd be like, My Hero Academia. Oh, that's like... <laughs> not underrated. It's overhated. All right. If we ever do an episode on overhated shows, allow me to pull out my list of 10 anime I think are overhated. All right. Or overrated. I got lists for everything. You ready? All right, end us out. Criminally underrated show. I was watching this yesterday, all right? Ooh. Whose line is it anyway? You can watch it on HBO Max. Highly recommend. Whose line is it anyway? It's not narrative. It's not a story. It's not a drama. It's solely just Drew Carey doing improv games. With four, with Wayne Brady, Ryan Stiles, Colin Mockery, and a special guest every episode of Rotating People. And it is just the highest level of improv that you will ever watch. It hits hard. It's so much fun. It is one of those only shows that I will watch and will laugh out loud every time. It, it's just, it's improv. And so nothing is planned. They just have their games planned. But it is just the highest level of improv you will ever watch. And so it is so funny. Every single time. I don't know how they do it. But so many people I know have just never seen it. And it's so funny. It's one of the only shows that I will laugh out loud every time. Like... I don't know. I don't know. It's one of those shows that I just like, I just get so sucked into and I can watch like 10 episodes in a row just because it's such a good time. Highly recommend. They do like improv entire songs on the spot. Like it's amazing. Wow. They're so talented. The re the old versions of Drew Carey are better, but they rebooted it with Aisha Tyler as the host and it's still good because it's the same performers, just a different host. The reboot is still good, but the originals from like the 80s and 90s and early 2000s, so funny. So funny. Highly recommend if you really want some niche 90s political humor, that's what you got to watch cuz it's it's so good. I cannot sing the praises enough. Highly recommend which, go watch Who's which Line. Which show is it? The one from 98 or 2013? 98 is the original. Sorry, it's not 80s. It's 90s and 2000s. But 98 is my personal favorite, but the 2013 one is not bad because it was rebooted later. 
Okay. I think I found it. Yeah. Put that on your list. If you just need like a casual Eight watch. Eight seasons. Who? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. If you just need a casual watch or something to chill out and like watch before bed, highly recommend. Because it's just funny. You don't have to use your brain. It's just funny. Right. So there you go. Those are our underrated shows for wow. this episode. That went way better than I expected. I'll be completely honest. I thought this I think was our be uh, little side tangent about LaCroix was great. That was great. That was great. This is this is a good episode. I'm happy we did this. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Nerdiest Podcast. Unless you have anything else to say, no, I'm I good to go. Please follow us on Instagram and YouTube at the Nerdiest Podcast. We're doing amazing original content there. Subscribe on YouTube, follow on Instagram, give five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you leave a review on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on the show and it'll be really fun. We have some amazing. We didn't have any, by the way. That's why I didn't. Okay, cool. We have some really good episodes in the docket. Next week, we're going to be talking about Spy Family. This is that's the, my first time watching it. It's going to be really, really good. Our 100th episode special is coming up really quick. So we're working on getting some stuff ready for that. It's going to be so fun. Keep an eye on the Instagram. We're going to be sending updates there. And until then, we'll see you in the next episode. Uh, Bye.